What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. Well, friend, people are pretty horrible sometimes. Yeah. In fact, some might just downright say they suck. And yet, as believers, we're supposed to love people and be kind to people who are terrible to us. We are to turn the other cheek. We are to treat all people with kindness, not because they deserve it or Mm -hmm. they've earned it, but because... Christ has been good to us. God has been good to us. And we are to turn that over to people even when they're horrible to us Mm -hmm. for no reason whatsoever. I mean, I think if you've lived any life on earth, you have been in the presence of someone who is mean for meanness sake, like or mean because they have other things going on. We don't know about them or whatever. And it yeah. gets transferred onto us. We don't know the reasons, but they seem for no reason that makes sense to us just mean. Right. And that's most people when you walk out into the world, you know. Um, you and I have talked about this recently. Like, it is, it is just jarring you know to to me it takes such little effort to be kind to someone and yet Mm -hmm. people don't do that and we especially as children of God we call ourselves children of God we are called to be different than that when we have every reason to get mad at somebody who's mad at us or snap at, you know, a mean person in, you know, I don't know, the grocery store or on the road or wherever we are just out and about. Um, Even if we get treated rudely or unnecessarily horribly unkind, we are not to scoff and complain and dish it back to them. We're literally called to turn the other cheek. And yet that is not what certainly I feel prompted to do in my flesh when someone is nasty. Yeah. When someone's nasty, I'm like, "Mm, I used to not be a sold out Christian and I got words. (laughs) I got hands, bro. I got hands. I got words. And let's go. You know, I have to. Calm it down, you know, whenever someone just for seemingly (laughs) no reason at all just throws nasty at you, you know. Um, You had something like that happen recently. Do you want to share that? 
Yes, as you were saying, Bonnie, um, people suck <laughs> a lot. And that's not exactly what you said, but that's this is this episode is episode 21 and it's going to be known as PSA and that is public a service announcement. But for me, for right now, especially, it stands for people suck a lot. And there have been several incidences that I've had recently. Um, at Whole Foods, and I just have to say, if you are a frequenter of the Whole Foods establishment, can you please tune in, pay, pay close attention to this story, and... Like me, I'm a frequenter. I just, I need you folks to stop what you're doing. It's super important, it won't take very long, but pay attention. Tell the crunchy folks to pay attention. We are called to love people. Period. He doesn't say love the people only in your circle. Love only your family or your friends. Mm -mm. We are called to love Mm -hmm. the yuck, the dirty, Mm -hmm. the hard to understand. The people that don't think like us, the people that don't look like us, the people that don't act like us. He gave us a call to be Christ-like. And we love to tell people that we are Christians and we love to wear that banner and show up. It's fixing to be Easter soon. We love to show up with our family and our cute pastels, (laughs) snap the family pictures have dinner with grandma and go on about life like we're doing what we're supposed to. But guys, if we cannot be decent human beings to each other, you are failing at being Christ-like. And so Bonnie mentioned this story, and I'm going to tell just this one. Like I said, I've had multiple incidents at this same store with multiple different people, but this particular story is one that stands out to me. Um, I needed a run into Whole Foods to grab some protein powder and some fruit. So I run in real quick. I get a cool, I pull in the parking lot and I'm crazy hectic schedule and I'm ready to go home. I'm tired and I'm like, oh, sweet. There's a front park. Like there's never a front park, okay? Whole Foods is busy. And I pull in the parking lot, run in the store, grab what I need, surprisingly find it rather quickly, check out, bebopping back outside the store, and I get to my car, and I'm like, are you serious right now, y'all? I know we have all been in the parking lot, and somebody parks beside you, and they park so close to you that you are wondering, like, how are you even going to move your car? Mm-hmm. But these people were so close to me that I I was like, I cannot. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot get in yeah. to my driver's side door. Like a skeleton would struggle to make there it There was, like, honestly, I needed a very petite, tiny person. Like, under five foot, 110 pounds. Like, I needed a little person to be able to get in this space because it was so tight, y'all. And I was like, okay, 
Maybe I can climb through the back or climb through the other side. And, and I realized that that would be a really bad idea because I recently had surgery and I didn't need to be trying to figure out new ways to contort myself to get into the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. So I thought, I mean, I guess I can sit here and wait, but that could take for who knows how long. I don't know how long these people have been there or mm -hmm. how long they're going to be or what kind of shopping trip they're doing. And so I see this man um, sitting in a car, like two vehicles down, and he's a smaller man. And I'm like, oh, I bet he could get in there. You know I mean? It's kind of tight, but he he might could. So um, I walk towards him and I've got my Whole Foods groceries in my hands where I've just come out. and And I'm like, I start to approach his vehicle and he waves me off like don't come near my vehicle and i'm yeah. like what is that about you know in my head i'm thinking what is this so i just get a little closer and he's like go away and i'm like did he just tell me to go i said now nah, i don't need anything like i don't need your money like i really think the man thought i was trying to panhandle and um mm -hmm. well for one i wasn't but for two i i was seriously caught off guard i was like I I mean, I felt I was embarrassed, mm -hmm. like, because he thought that I was trying to get money from him. And then I was like, I was like, I don't want your money. And so he looks up from what he's doing and he's like, he doesn't roll down his window, y'all. He is acting like I have the plague. And he is like, what do you want? Through the window. and Through I'm, the closed window. Through the closed window of his vehicle. And I'm like. Well, I was just, I need a little bit of help. I was like, my, who, whoever parked beside me, they, they parked super close. And I was wondering if you could help me get in just where I could get my car out. And he's like, no, go away. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, like, yeah. and I just, I wanted everything in my body, y'all wanted to like flip him off or say something hateful and then I realized that there was another part of me that it just made really sad mm -hmm. like it hurt my feelings that someone would treat me that way for for no reason and wouldn't even treat me like I would treat any person, any any person at all that asks me for help, I'm going to at least see what kind of help they need, mm -hmm. you know, and if yeah. I can offer a solution or whatever, I will. And to be treated like that was just, I mean, it kind of floored me a little bit. And so I walked back over to my car and I was just, the more I thought about it, the more upset I got. Yeah. And I, I thought about in that moment, I thought, you know, this this shame, I felt ashamed and I hadn't done anything wrong. Mm -hmm. I didn't deserve to be treated like less than a human for asking for help. Mm -hmm. And I thought in that moment about all the times that I've sat at a stoplight or um, walked out a store and someone who is down on their luck, who may be homeless or less fortunate or... Or I know that our society, that it, our culture is full of people who would rather 
beg for help than get a job. That's that's commonplace, and I hate to say that, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But the other side of that coin is, is there really are people that for reasons we don't understand. They really aren't our business anyway. And that aren't our business. Like, there really are people who have fallen on hard times and literally need a helping hand. And in that moment, when I was turned away like that and treated so disrespectfully and less than human for something that was, that I did nothing wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? I was just asking for help. In that moment, this wave washed over me of just sadness. And I felt what it must be like to stand on the corner or on a sidewalk and need to feed your child or have not eaten in three days and just need a bite to eat and someone to walk by you as if you are filthy trash and that you don't deserve even eye contact because if I make eye contact with you I somehow now am guilted into doing something for you Mm -hmm. being able to just make eye contact with someone who's in a situation like that it shows them Mm -hmm. that they matter yeah and I felt in that moment Like, not only did I not matter, but I less than not mattered to that man. He did not care. Nothing about me. That is not Christ-like. Now, this man didn't claim to be a Christ Mm -hmm. follower or any of those things. But I'm just saying that as a society, as a whole, we have to do better. And y'all, it doesn't, the story doesn't get much better real quick. Mm -hmm. Because... I'm looking around, and at this point now, I have tears in my eyes, and I'm standing there. They have a couple of streamed down my face, and I'm wiping them off, and I'm just standing in my car like, I put my stuff in, and I'm like, I, I'm like, God, I really don't know what to do at this point, because I just want to leave, and I can't, because I cannot get in my car. Mm -hmm. And so, I see this lady, this sweet looking lady comes walking by and she has a young boy with her and it's probably her son or grandson and he you know he's probably somewhere between like eight and eleven you know and they're talking and just looking like they're going about their day and I I was like I have to ask her she looks like she also could get in this super tight spot and maybe be able to get my car out for me and so I said Excuse me, ma'am. And I I hated to ask y'all. I hated to ask. I was already beat down. And it was literally one rejection. One. Mm -hmm. And I said, excuse me, ma'am. And she looked at me and she started. She put her hands kind of out. Not not in an aggressive way or anything. Just kind of like. She just looked confused and like, well, do I know you kind Mm -hmm. of look? And I was like. I was just wondering if you if you could help me for a second. And she's like, she kind of puts the boy kind of to the side of her. Like, yeah. she's protecting him. Yeah. And I get it because I'm a stranger in a parking lot, right? Right. And she says, um, with what? And I said, well, I said, this is my car. And I said, this vehicle is parked so close, I can't really get in between there. And I said, it looks. 
you look like you might be able to get in there. Is there any way that you would be willing to just back my car up for me so that I can leave? And y'all, at this point, my voice is starting to shake because just ask, and I'm getting emotional now because mm. if you were there in the moment and you knew what it felt like to be treated like this, you would understand what I'm talking about. But I start to get a little choked up asking her for help because I can see in her eyes and the way she's acting with her body language that she is wanting to find a way to tell me no. Mm-hmm. I don't know her reasoning, but you could tell she was she was hesitant. She was reluctant. You yeah. know, she was torn. You could see both. Yeah, I could ways. tell yeah. she was she was struggling with what to do, and I was like, I just really, I just really want to go home, and I can't get in my car. And at this point, I think she saw in my face this hurt, hurt and she was like, yeah. "Um, yeah, uh, okay. I mean, I guess I could try." And so I hand her my my keys and she gets in and she barely got in and she was a small lady you know like Mm -hmm. it was hard for her and it was door to door touching door and it Mm -hmm. was a wiggle for her and she got in and she backed out and I mean if you get if you're riding in the car with me you know this like I jam out I got Caleb on the (laughs) on the dial or Usually some Christian station, and it's usually cranked up high because I like to have a mini concert when I'm driving and mm-hmm. um, be my own backup band and singers and hype people. And anyway, I was listening to some good music before I got there, so the radio was cranked up, and it was Christian music. And so as she backed my car out, she gets out of the car, and I could tell her whole demeanor changed. It was like she realized that I was... She put two and two together. I wasn't a threat to her. I wasn't mm-hmm. a threat to her boy. And I just really wanted in my car and I wanted to go home. And she could tell by the look on my face and the sadness in my voice that I just needed somebody to be kind to me in that moment. Yeah. And so she gets out of the mm-hmm. car. And as she steps out of the car, I'm like, thank you. And she says, can I pray with you? And I was like, I couldn't even say yes. All I could do was nod Nod. my head because Mm. I wanted, all I really wanted to do was run. But this lady done got my car out. And so I was going to let her pray with me. And y'all, she grabbed my hand and she said a sweet, short prayer and asked God to comfort me. Mm. And she said, I believe God has a purpose for your life and that. Something to the the effect of, I know that you're walking in that, and I pray that he continues to strengthen you and guide mm-hmm. you through this. Mm-hmm. And it was just a beautiful, short, to-the-point prayer that really, in that moment, really touched me. And I thanked her, and they went bebopping into the store, and I got into my car, and I just sobbed, y'all. Yeah. I, I drove yeah. away, and I sobbed, and um, actually, during, I think... During this, when I was between the man and the woman and me trying to figure out what to do, I think you called me. Oh, yeah. And when you called me, I was just, I was upset because I was in this this space of not knowing what to do and Mm -hmm. being treated like less than human. And you were like, oh, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I was like, 
trying to tell you I was fine. And then I like, I, hey, I got to go. And then I didn't even hang up the phone with you. So you ended up being on oh, the phone. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, you ended up being on the phone while I was asking this woman for help. And yeah, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. Anyway, um, the whole point of this story is that that was one encounter at Whole Foods that I have had three Whole Food encounters now. Same Whole Foods. Same horrible people. Different people. Different men and women. But same people have treated me horribly. And I just want to say that if you frequent the local Whole Foods, I'm going to need you to get a little prayer time before you go back to Whole Foods to shop. And ask Jesus to get a hold of your heart or at least to shut your mouth and keep you in check. because. We treat each other horribly. And I I can't I won't go back to that establishment. You won't find me there. I told you in fact yeah. that you're like, if I need anything, you're making the right. You have to go there because mm-hmm. it whatever it is, it's not worth it mm-hmm. to me. You know, I'm sure if we're if we all look back over our lives, we can think of times, especially like if you've ever been a waitress or in the food service industry yeah. when people have have treated you poorly, or if you've been in a restaurant, you didn't maybe not even been a server, but been a patron in a restaurant, mm-hmm. and you've seen someone treat um, wait staff poorly. You mm-hmm. know, I, know I mean that's just that in and of itself is commonplace in our society. And you know, whenever I was a teenager, I was about fourteen years old, and one of my first jobs was working at a pizza place. And mm-hmm. we, um, to give you an idea of something uh, that I'm talking about, just decency, folks, decency. It was a busy Friday night. Tons of pizzas go out on a Friday night, especially in a small town when you're one or two restaurants. And it's a ball game night, and they sell ball game. They sell pizzas at the ball game. Mm-hmm. So we had stacks and stacks of pizzas. When Slammed. I say that, I'm talking yeah. like thirty pizzas there yeah. at the same time. We got a regular customer that comes in every Friday, and he wants a the equivalent of a supreme pizza, large. Boom, we cook it. Get it done, comes out the oven just like any other day. You take it out the pan, you throw it in the box, you cut that sucker, you stick it on the warmer until they show up. That's how it works. And it just moves like a beautiful assembly line. And I did just that. The man walks in. As soon as he walks in and I hand, go to hand him the box, I realize that he's a regular. And every, just about every week, he get, they, him and his wife, they get the same pizza and they don't want it cut. And I have cut this pizza. We were slammed. And it was my mistake. I did it. I messed it up. I cut the pizza. And in most people's brain, they're probably thinking, who who doesn't want their pizza cut, right? Like, I would be annoyed if I got a pizza that wasn't cut. Right. But this this particular family, for whatever reason, I do know the reason, but they wanted their pizza not cut. And this man came unglued, y'all. I'm talking about cussed me. Asked me if I was too stupid to find my way home in the dark. Mind you, I'm 14 years old. Right. I'm at work. I'm Uh. slammed busy. I'm talking about elbows deep in pizza sauce and mozzarella Child labor laws being abused all over the place. (laughs) And it was a family-owned business, so it really... So everybody throws Everything was good. But, um, But anyway, he is standing there, and he's just giving me a tongue lashing. Like, I've never let any person talk to me like that and not I've I'm not if you don't know me especially when I was a teenager I didn't hold my tongue for anyone and it took everything in my power 
not to say very bad things back to the man. And right. instead, I looked at him and I, I apologized and I told him I'd be happy to make him another pizza at no addition, you know, no charge, and he could have them both. Mm-hmm. It would take fifteen minutes, and I would do it right now. And Y'all, he just laid into me, and finally he didn't want to wait on his pizza. He took his cut pizza, and he left. And in that moment, I didn't have time to care because I was too busy. But I am 42 years old, and I was 14 when that happened, and I have never forgotten that man's words to me. Yeah. Never forgotten him asking me if I was too stupid to find my way home in the dark because I cut his pizza. I later found out that they wanted it not cut because they like to reheat it to make it crunchy. So it was easier to put it from the box to their oven without it being cut, which makes perfect sense. But most people want their pizza cut, right? And so just it was just a job. It was just a yeah. common thing that we did. And, and I offered to make it right, but that was didn't appease. Right. And that's where we find ourselves Today, we lose our minds for the smallest things. Or just being in a bad mood. Like, he could have had a a million other things that make his grumpy, horrible out. It could have been an outburst for someone, you know, misfired anger or whatever. But we don't know all of that. But we've all been guilty of the same thing, like misplacing our anger onto somebody else. Now, I don't know that I've ever been... (laughs) cruel to someone serving me but I know for certain for certain I have been moody or been mean to people even that I love we've talked about this in the last episode shoot Mm -hmm. you know um so we've all we're all guilty of that of mistreating others one way or another um I know, like you said, the service industry, I was in the same thing. I waited tables for six years and got treated rude. I mean, have tons of people being rude to me stories, um, particularly <laughs> the the Sunday crowd and the church crowd, unfortunately, yeah. was it was embarrassing to me because my coworkers and a big handful of those were not Christians. They did not, people would give up shifts on Sunday left and right because they didn't want to have to wait on the church people who were the worst crowd to wait on. Yeah. That should, it embarrassed me because I knew everyone, I mean, a lot of people knew I, what I believed and I made that known. And so being a Christian and then coming in and hearing your coworkers be like, oh, the church people stink. You know, the church people are the, the worst tippers and they're the rudest and they're entitled and they just pretentious. And I'm like, this is terrible. Like all of these coworkers that I have who, who don't know God are not interested in knowing him by their interactions with the church crowd. And yeah, and I had the same interactions to the point I was so sick of that pattern. But this couple came in and I, I will never forget this. This happened when I was probably 16 or 17 years old. I'm almost 40. And I remember it like it was yesterday that you remember the look on that guy's face mm-hmm. in Whole Foods and how he looked at you like you are beneath human. Yeah. This man comes in with his wife. They were older and they come in and they sit down and it looks like, I mean, you can tell the energy at that table is just 
intense. Like, it's just no love at all between these folks. And they come in in their Sunday clothes, and this man is drinking like he's been in the desert for 10 days. And so I just keep refilling his drinks. Uh, I think he had, like, probably three drinks before I could even, like, get their food out to them. And so I'm refilling. I am just keep refilling his drink, and I keep coming over because he keeps drinking a lot. And I come over to give him, I said, do you want another? Like, would you like another drink? Because at this, at this point, I'm like, that's a, that's a lot of drinking, you know? And, um, and so I asked him just, you know, do you want me to take your drink for another one? And he goes, will you just leave us alone? And I was like, Whoa. And I just, I just like put my hands up. I was like, okay, so, excuse me. And I just walked away. And I, I'm sure I went to like a coworker and was like, this guy just did this to me. Like I was so mad. And it, it, it would have made me mad in normal circumstances, but it was a Sunday lunch. He's dressed like he's just come from church and he is treating me as though I inconvenienced him to try to, to, to try to give him what I would assume someone who's that thirsty would want more. You know, I was just trying to be helpful and attentive and to get my head bit off like that by a church. I'm like, I'm so glad I already know who God is and I am not going, ugh. If I didn't, if I was <laughs> curious about going to church before, I ain't not going now, you know? This is not the crowd I want to be around. And so, I'm thankful that that did not impact how I see God or it, it did not make me stop going to church. But it did infuriate me that these people wear my name. They call themselves Christians and come in and treat people like this. I was so livid on all the levels. And so I, being a teenager and also not having the best self-control, <laughs> I, it did slip out of my mouth and I, I said to him, so as I was waiting on him, he just continued to be rude to me. Anytime I put his food down or asked him if I could get him anything else here as his wife, he would just look at me with such disdain, like get the blank away from us kind of a look. And so I finally, as I was, you know, cleaning up their table or whatever, and I said, sir, you need some Jesus in your life. And... <laughs> Oops. I was like, it just fell out of my mouth. I just could not. I was, I just could. I what, what I really wanted to say, I did not say, but that did fall out of my mouth. And then he was not upset. He was not real happy with me, of course. And so he wanted to speak to a manager. And so he did. And he spoke to a manager. And my manager came over and he was, we knew each other. You know, we had a good rapport and he was like, Okay, Bonnie, I understand he's rude. I understand this. I get it. We all get it. But you can't tell people they need Jesus like that. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'm sorry, but I, it won't happen again. I'll tame my tongue. But, oh, I was so mad. And I just wanted to, like, scream throughout the restaurant, if you have just come from church, can you please act like it? Can you at least pretend that you care about other people? Yes. For God's sake, Jesus did not die on a cross for y'all to come in here and act like entitled brats. 
Yeah. Tip your server and be polite. It's not that hard. You're in here for like, what, an hour and a half tops? So, oh, I could, do you sense like the 16-year-old coming? <laughs> like, I'm, so, I'm so mad at that. And we're called to be salt and light. And we are like rudeness and darkness for these people that otherwise are not going to be showing up to, you know, who wants to be a part of a church or a body of people who treat others like that? No, thanks. Yeah, guys, we are all guilty of it. If we're if we're honest with ourselves, I know I have been the big jerk in the room and you've been the big jerk in the room and or in the car if it's or, you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been the big jerk in the car. That's that's true. Um I'm a bit of an aggressive driver or can be and I I have been known to want the slow people out of my way and <laughs> Yeah, um, and want to say the things and do the things to get yeah. them out of the way. Well, no, nah, I mean that's not my that's not my style as much anymore. I definitely say it to myself though. I'll be in the car by myself. Like, can you please get out of my lane? Totally, will say that. But you will not see me hanging my head out the car, being like, "What's wrong with you, you stupid punk?" Like, don't do that. Mm. Just don't. Mm. And guys. When you realize you're being a jerk, how about just realize when you're being a jerk and stop? (laughs) This is what I feel like we've been called to talk about today, and it's just that simple. Or before. Like, before you leave your house, you need to have a mantra that you (laughs) say to each other, that you say to yourself, that you say to your family, that you say to the people in your house. We're going to encounter people today. All along our path, let's be kind to them. It's let's funny when I start this. out. When I start gonna, out my day with something like that, it's like the enemy laughs in my face because I literally walk out the door and the first thing to happen, like a bird craps on me or something. Like, <laughs> like that is what happens to me when I when, when set I set your, it out mm. to happen. Like this is gonna be a good day, and if it's not a good day, I'm gonna make everything a positive spin. And I walk out the door and I get bird crapped on. That's that's. <laughs> That's how it works for me. So I we get it, y'all. We know we're all human. We know we all have things. But we have got to do a better job of treating each other like we matter. We have to. Because people do matter. Every one of us matters. Even, even the people who are the hardest to love, in God's eyes, God loves them just as much as the most faithful and most righteous person. And so we are called to to pursue, not just reluctantly help others or reluctantly like appease other people and treat them nicely, um, like an obligatory thing, but we are really called to, to pursue other people to love them, to chase them down. They shouldn't be chasing us to yeah. get help. We should be offering that help to them. Um, and 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 looking for opportunities, you know, if the if the Holy Spirit is living inside of us, we should be filled with the Spirit when we leave our house. We need to be intentional about that, and that's something I've been reading a book, Forgotten God, and by Francis Chan, and he mentions this. Um, he gives examples of people he's 
met in his life that were truly filled with the Spirit. And he said they just walked around the earth differently than other people. They just looked for ways in which they could share Jesus or the love of Jesus onto other people. And I was convicted in reading that, like, wow. I mean, do people, when they engage with me in the ho-hum, ordinary parts of life, do they go, there's something different about her. There's something free and joyful and kind and loving about that person. I I would hope that they would. And that's my sincere um, goal and intention is to try to, to exhibit that. And we all need to be trying to exhibit that. Certainly don't hit the mark every day for sure. Um, but set, setting that intention and being... Um, intentional about looking for ways to love people rather than just kind of reluctantly agreeing. Like the girl in the parking lot that met you, she did eventually bless you and pray with you, Mm -hmm. but she, originally she was not, she was not wanting to. She was looking for reasons to not. She was looking for a way out. And if she could have found a quick, easy one, she probably would have took it. But I think that ultimately I know that she was glad that she did yeah. stay and did help, and then so was I. Yeah, me too, because your heart was so very sad. Seeing your face for the first time after that, it just really, whew, it broke my heart. You still had tears for a very long time, Yeah, and I'm glad some of those were happy tears because her words were beneficial in the moment and the end, you know. But, well, yeah, and in that moment, you know, it allowed for me to be able to, I just felt like after the prayer and on my way home, I kind of felt like God was whispering to me that he loved me. And while he was wrapping me up in his warm embrace, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was a, it was a bitter moment Mm -hmm. and a sad moment Mm -hmm. there. And it turned into, um, just a heartfelt moment, but it was hard. It was a hard experience. And Mm -hmm. it, reminds just reminds me of how human we all are and how much we all need love yeah we do so this is a call and a charge to just treat people well and in philippians 2 3 through 4 it says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In Philippians two fourteen through 16, do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run run in vain or labored in vain. So if you have the opportunity to help someone, even if it seems small to you, help them. And if you can't help them, at least treat them kind and with respect. Mm -hmm. And guys, if you're the one struggling, God sees you. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. 
You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old-fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. 